This is Franciscan Voice, finding God's voice among us. Hi, this is Friar Tim Kulbicki, back with our discussion on the Constitutions. We've arrived at Chapter 3, The Fraternal Life of the Friars. On a local level, and in a regional or a national level, the constitutions provide very clear behavioral characteristics for how the friars should be in relationship with one another. That is, as much as possible, we should be open with one another, we should be willing to share with one another, and we should be open and willing to allow the other friars to share with us. That, of course, means that we have to have a deep trust one with another, and that deep trust is almost always built up by a deep sense of communication one with another. Fraternally as well, this involves the way in which friars who are given the office of minister, custos, or guardian, that is, offices of authority, how do they fraternally care for and treat the friars, and do the friars as well respond back with great trust and with great openness to those who are over them and who have some responsibility for their lives. The constitutions also talk about the reality that in a world that marks and prizes individualism and individual expression and individual self-expression, how can the friars form one united body while always respecting the distinct goodness of each individual friar, particularly when this involves great differences in age, great differences in cultural backgrounds, great differences in the way in which one prays, great differences in the way in which one views church and life and ministry. So the friars also have to learn to deal with their conflicts and deal with the things that divide us and deal with the inevitable differences that we have among us. Furthermore, the constitutions on fraternity also give very clear guidelines that our fraternity continues beyond death. That is, there are very pious practices that we pray each day for friars who have gone before us because this stokes and reinforces the fraternal bonds that we do believe that death does not eradicate or death does not break. Friars are invited to maintain loving relationships with their family, but at a certain level of distance and detachment because we have, in fact, left our families in order to become one, this new family, this new fraternity that we call the Order of Friars Minor Conventual. We're also invited to recognize that all of our brothers throughout the world are truly our brothers, even though, frankly, I may have never met many of them, but yet we have organs of communication, websites, newsletters, etc., publications that keep us connected one with another as much as possible throughout the world. 
Additionally, the Franciscan family does not end with the Order of Friars Minor Conventual, but rather we have fraternal relationships with the other members of the First Order, the Order of Friars Minor, the Order of Friars Minor Capuchin. We have relationships with the Third Order, the Third Order Regular, the Third Order Secular, and the various congregations of Franciscan men and women. We also have special particular relationships with the poor clares, and the constitutions lay out exactly how one is to maintain these levels of relationship and love and care one with another. Fraternity has, as I pointed out, these very specific behavioral characteristics because we are living in a moment in the world in which individualism, less than group, tends to be the primary thing. And we often have to remind ourselves in our individualistic culture that it really is the bond of fraternity, connection one to another that most marks who we are. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our website to discover other episodes at franciscanvoice.org.